Frank. Do you remember Thanks how, for not killing me, man. Do you remember how apparently last week I said something complimentary of Frank and he will not tell me what it was and I don't know what the fuck I said because why would I say a compliment I of still him? think he got it mixed up with another podcast he was watching. He, yeah. It must have been a good movie with a with a really good guy named Frank, and then he was just like, you know, "Oh, he, Phoenix, <laughs> thank you, Phoenix." He 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 stood up, and the blood rushed to his head, and then just everything just got kind of you know. Or he just went. <laughs> screw I'm just reading. <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm looking at my phone. I'm reading. So checking checking my email. I'm looking at my iPad. He thinks if he holds his iPad, he can convince us he was reading when he's clearly. <laughs> yeah, I used to try that shit. No. If he works all fucking night and then he comes in the data department, that's that's insane. I just get some sleep, man. If yeah. you're working all night and then you you come home and you're doing a podcast for three hours, I mean that's that's a lot. Yeah, we're not going to do a three hour podcast right now. We're we're going to do this in an hour. Nope. <laughs> I do I do not want to go. That's why I like having three people on the show. So yeah. oh, we're doing the podcast by the way. So oh, oh. theme song. Um, oh, I'm the one Adam. king of the world and <laughs> yeah. the devil's son. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Liw John Carpenter yeah. review episode ten, <laughs> Escape from LA, 1996. I'm Phoenix West, the devil. I'm Adam Wilcox, devil's son. Yeah, living dead dick, 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 different, dick, it formerly of white zombie. <laughs> Don't you feel like you could say that, and then I, nobody, I have nobody would. a funny thing I would like to say about why about Rob Zombie. I, I saw him at Ozfest in two thousand four. Okay, he was not the main act. He was like one of the acts in the middle of the day. All That's right? great, Frank. And he's up there. This is two thousand four, so he's he's saying he's saying this is a white zombie song, but none of you fuckers remember that. And I'm like, dude, that was like three years ago. Yeah. <laughs> You're not that old. You haven't been a rock star for that fucking long. I'm like, it, people that are at an Ozfest are well aware of who White Zombie is. You, you 95 the was their big song. I am the, that song, you know. You know, and it's, it sounds like everything he does anyway, so what fucking difference <laughs> does it make? So uh, when you buy a Rob Zombie's Greatest Hits album, you get all the White Zombie songs on there too because there wasn't that many of them, all right? So... I, he did that, and then he was he was making fun of David Bowie, and I'm like, eh, whatever, dude. He made you fun know, of David Bowie? That. He made fun of David Bowie because a week earlier, David Bowie had played at that same venue. It was at the fucking World Music Theater in uh, Indiana, like right on the cusp of Indiana, right off I-80. And uh, there was a, a concert there called Area One. It was Moby and David Bowie, and... They were the newspaper. He was reading the newspaper that they were complaining that not more people had showed up to see David Bowie. That was during his Heathen tour, and I was there that week because I'm a fucking Bowie fan. But he says, "Well, I heard they were complaining that there wasn't enough people watching David Bowie." He says, "Well, I'm not fucking David Bowie," and I'm like, "Thank you," because David Bowie wouldn't fuck you. You know, I'm I mean, so glad you're you not stink. David Bowie. You have to take a shower first before you'd even consider you. Uh, you know, I, you're not his type. I mean. Whatever. Yeah. David Bowie is like magical, and then you're kind of music. <laughs> like, well, that's just it. I mean, all I'm thinking, I'm like, you do realize that David Bowie pretty much pioneered glam rock, and basically, yeah. what you do is redneck metal, glam metal. 
You know, that's what you fucking do. That's what White Zombie was. That's what Rob Zombie is. Um, are you missing the point? I, I don't know. He's you know, this, is, this is He's how we go. Idiot. This is how we go three hours in a John Carpenter movie. Yeah. Um, is, we, we, we talk about everything but the fucking I, I movie. don't regret talking about that, but let's move on. Um, I'm sorry. We, no, I'm no. Frank here. That's fine. I called you Frank <laughs> earlier. You missed it. <laughs> let's talk about yeah. John okay, Carpenter's... Frank, about something worthless. John Frank. Carpenter's Escape from L.A. from 96. Dick has walked away from the podcast, rightfully so. Um, <laughs> no, nah, I'm letting you speak. Oh, he, really? He's reading his tablet. Yeah, that means tablet. he's on his phone. That's what that means. Are no, you, are you jerking well, I'm gonna, it? I'm going to pull up Bling. the quote. He's on Grinder. Oh, I, I'm gonna pull up the uh, I did John it. Carpenter quote. I changed the banner at the bottom for the live show. Yeah, he changed the banner. I, He's the devil's son. I am the banner changer. All right, Dick. Yes. Yes, very good. No, what were you gonna say? Okay, so <laughs> fuck um, you. <laughs> um, yeah. Spook show, baby. I wasn't looking for a compliment. I was asking what you're talking about. <laughs> Uh, okay, so okay, here you go. Answer. The it. film, the film is known for having rather poorly produced CGI. Oh yeah, absolutely. This was due to the fact that the employees at the visual effects house, Buena Vista Visual Effects, had never dealt with computer graphics before Buena? and didn't really know how to achieve them properly. <laughs> okay, you know how to make models. Whoops. <laughs> it brings up a good point because. <clears throat> okay, I, I was in the in the living room here. Just got back from physical therapy. I was fucking exhausted. And I go, I have to watch Escape from L.A. I really was thinking, I get to watch Escape from L.A. I turn it on. Um, girlfriend comes up. And it's the opening scene. Or it's the scene where he, he arrives in L.A. And they have, like, the helicopter. And they have the, you see the island. And you see this, like, all this, like, cartoony-looking stuff happening. She goes, she starts laughing hysterically. I was like, what? She goes, what is this? What are you doing? And I was she like, tell that bitch to shut up. Yeah, I was like, how, how did, yeah, it looks awful. I can't deny yeah, that. It's, it's, it's almost like that, that CG from Birdemic, Shock and Terror. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's like really badly, like, just. And I did, I, I looked at that map and it is so un- inaccurate to the actual geography of LA. How did, like, how did, Bur- how did Burbank fall into the ocean because he sees a uh, universal studios below the ocean but the rest yes. of la is fine and stuff north of that is fine well he comes up on Kawanga pass that's where the where the uh, submarine comes up that's where barham boulevard was that so basically a mi- uh, a mile and a half away from that is universal studios yeah and so- it is it is below sea level there i will give you that but not that deep <laughs> But you can't if LA you see the whole thing. It's like the whole county yeah. is is yeah. is an island, and then they show it, and somehow in the middle of the county, Burbank is just in the water. Do yeah. Universal Studios fly off the map and go into the water? Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Yeah, and if you look at the actual like image where it's the the cityscape, it's downtown LA, which is nowhere near Hollywood, and, and no. it, it's like a good five six miles away from Hollywood. Yeah. Unfortunately, I can't find the picture, but there was one shot. I wish I would have saved it. I could pull it up. Shot it so that I, so that I could share it with you. Um, it's the scene where you first see everything kind of underwater, and there's a sign that says something tunnel or park or something like that, and it looks like the shit is typed over top of the graphic that they used for the CGI because it just sticks out so bad. I'm like, 
oh, well, there's that perfectly crisp font typed over top of the bad special effect that I'm looking at. Well, let me, let me... Blu-ray, is, Blu-ray is even less kinder to this movie than anything else. Well, keep talking here. I'll pull it up in a second. Well, here's the, here's I, I the quote. The, the John Carpenter quote. Uh, Escape from L.A. Is, a be- is better than the first movie. Ten times better. It's got more to it. It's more mature. It's got a lot more to it. I think some people don't like it because they felt like it was a remake, not a sequel. I suppose it's the old question of whether you like Rio Bravo or El Dorado better. They're essentially the same movie. They both have their strengths and weaknesses. I don't know. You never know why a movie's going to make it or not. People didn't want to see Escape that time, but they really didn't want to see The Thing. You just wait. You've got to give me a little while. People will say, you know, what was wrong with me? (laughs) Yes. Put put a pin in that. I want to talk about that in a second. But this is like... That's a good talk. It's kind of hard to tell, but this should be like downtown, right? And then, well, the, the the shot that I was referring to wasn't the it wasn't like the, the I'm map get shot. It was like the the actual shot of the. Of, of I'm, what I'm they going were, back to our first get there previous conversation. Yeah. This is like Hollywood oh, over here, and then like Burbank's like right here in the valley. This is a little valley area. Well, this is the valley. Somehow, exactly. You know what this scene looks like? That's what I'm saying. It how is like, the, how is Universal yeah. Studios, which is right here in the fucking yeah. water, right here? Well, it's not. Yeah, it's exactly. exactly. Okay, this reminds me of like when you go to the model shop or hobby shop and you buy like a mountain to put on your fucking model train, and then they just cut the green stuff up and they painted it and put black underneath it, and then just took a picture of it. You know, it was made with computer, but it looks that bad. Well, uh, here's the awful submarine. The movie, the oh, CGI looks better in the original because they just put glow in the dark tape over models and just shot it yeah. through which looks fucking Wasn't great really still. cgi yeah yeah so and then you get cgi and it looks it looks fucking terrible but I mean, it's bad no, it's so bad. practical effects um yeah let's go back to uh, it keeps like you want uh, oh god keeps going go to the cityscape yeah, yeah i the, think he's trying to find that scene that i was talking about skipping it's not here it's a snake whoa let me enlarge this because it's too small to yeah, do anything. Yes, yeah, so, and Adam, too uh, much of that. Yeah. Incidentally, Adam, if you ever wanted to buy this on Blu-ray, shout factory, don't bother. The, the special I, features I, are I so. I have weak. it on Blu-ray, but I have the one that has no special features. The one yeah, that I have literally has the trailer. In All right, here's, yeah, well, here's it, Universal Studios. Okay, it's it's somewhere after here, I think. Um, How is Universal Studios here? Here it is. Look at that. Okay. That's funny. It's coming up. Yeah, it's coming up, I think. I, I so Burbank, he's I coming in from the, like the south, I thought. But how, somehow that. he's north. Look at that. Hopefully you don't get dinged for this. Yeah, I'm trying to stop it and start it. <laughs> yeah. You're going to get dinged for showing bad CGI. It's all right. All you got to do is just chop it out. They give you the option to do it. Yeah, you know, fuck it. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah, it, it doesn't matter. But yeah, it, all it was is it, it was like a, a some kind of a road sign, and the font looks like it was typed over top of the graphic. Like, really bad, bold, like, sticks out. Like, it, it doesn't fit the perspective with what they're trying to... It. it yeah, it looked like Birdemic Shock and Terror. I'm sorry. It's well, and also, <laughs> when the, the finale is in Disneyland, quote-unquote. They, uh, they don't say that, but there's a big castle, and it's clearly yes. clearly a bit Disney. But 
And the ironic part is it was shot on the Universal lot. Yeah. Now, was... the, the thing is, is I can't I can't be angry about this, though, because I get what Carpenter was trying to make. This is kind of like his fuck you to Hollywood. Uh, you know, he, he was never a big Hollywood guy. And when everybody gave him a budget, it, his movies always flop. So he says, you know what? I'll just make a flop because it's going to flop any fucking way. And he had a, t- a good time making it. And I think that's the real reason why he likes this movie. He likes working with Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell likes playing this part. Uh, Kurt Russell's still good in the part. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah. Every, I love everything. The CGI is dated as fuck, even though the oh. the one uh, 15 years earlier was not. But um, here's how much I love Escape from L.A. You know how I save a spreadsheet of everything I've ever done? Yeah. This is the first show I ever did. Face off. We'll worry about you. Look at number two. Escape from L.A. in 2013. I did it because it was based in 2013. I figured we got to get to it. Yeah, that was the the show takes place in 2013. Yes, so it's the second episode, and we went for 102 minutes talking about the first one is supposed to be 1997, right? Yeah, Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's uh it's 2013 in this movie. It okay. Now is where we're gonna pick up out based on what you said earlier is remake versus sequel. It is clearly an exact replica of the first movie. It's the same fucking story. The, the same, beats. The same beats. Everything's yeah. the same. They replace uh, uh, Bernadette. Oh, I'm sorry, what's her name? I can't think of her name in the first movie. Oh, uh, uh, Adrian Barbeau. Adrian Barbeau. Adrian thank Barbeau. you. I was going to say Bernadette Peters. Um, Adrian Barbeau is replaced with that girl from Hot Shots who, who can speak for 10 minutes and I'll, I'll get three words out of her. Um, <laughs> uh, but she, she's Smoking in going, lady. Yeah. She's her. She dies halfway through, and it becomes the other lady, the, the the president's daughter. In this, it's just everything is just beat for beat, and then you replace this person with this person. Same fucking movie. Replace but the boxing somehow, match, the fight match with a with a basketball oh, tournament. Yeah, the basketball game. <laughs> Love it. Oh, Love it. It's so no. great. It's no. so cheesy. It's just no, wonderful. It's so bad. It's, it's so, so bad. funny. It's just fun. It's fun. Uh, I I, I, I I used to hate it, but it's grew on me, and I like it because Kurt Russell really does it. That's yeah. no trickery. He really does those shots in that time. Yeah, not I in the time. No, I want to know why Pam Greer was the man. fucking leading lady in this movie. Why she had to be a man in this movie? Why is why, she why, a why man? A thing? Why? Because look at the world around you. He was seeing the future. Pam Greer is a sexy, powerful. For sure, sounds like this. And they put this bad dubbed voice in over top of her. There's a lot of things about this movie that I want to like, but every time I watch this, there's things that just piss me the fuck off. To be fair, it's not dubbed; it's modulated. Well, no. To be fair, this movie is the most prophetically accurate movie ever made. That's, That's what I do thing. like about it. This, this is Carpenter's really warped fucking sense of humor. So and I it can't really have For that, I have, to give it, I have to give it some credit because that, that particular shot of the Hollywood sign on fire... We, we're seeing that now, okay? Yeah. That's that's well, not a meme anymore. That shit's yeah. happening. We're know? in a world where they're trying to take red meat away from you. We are living in that world right now. No swearing. No smoking. No, smoking, no red meat. No swearing. No, no sex unless you're married. Yeah. So it is I mean, prophetic on many levels. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. And what's funny is it's not who we thought it was coming from. 
We thought it was coming from the ultra Christian right. It came from the ultra left. (laughs) That's what nobody saw coming. You got you got a president that's trying to take a lifetime oath. Well, we got we had one about a year ago that was trying to do that shit too. So that that was that was based on Pat Robertson, according to Kurt Russell. (laughs) That he's definitely one of the highlights. He's one of the things I like about the movie. Pat Uncle Ben. Uncle playing ben. this fucking warped ass uh old you know righteous chicken shit fucking president uh, I, I enjoyed his role he's got a couple twice on episodes under his belt oh yeah no he's a great actor yeah. he's a the one with the dummy actor. he's yeah. in the dummy it's called and he's also and, in 100 uh, yards of uh, the rim the rim yeah the rim one's awesome the rim job episode's great yeah it's great i love it job episode. i didn't like it at first but it, it grows on you you know no, I like that, that one. It's a, it's a sweet one. I was That's another it. one of those like sweet episodes. I was doing a like, job sweet. joke, but okay. Love it. It's hardcore. <laughs> it is hardcore. Okay. Rim job, I am the one. Uh, Escape from... Yeah. Out of the three of us, who saw this one first before New York? Oh, I don't think that's possible. I did. I know, yeah, I saw because my dad liked Escape from New York, so I saw yeah. it with my dad. And then this movie came out, and we're like, oh, we have to go see this because this is the sequel to Escape from New York. Yeah, I, I so, saw yeah, this I had one. already seen Escape from New York. It came out on HBO or Cinemax or where the fuck it came out, and yeah. I watched this, and I was like, I like this. And I watched the original, and I'm like, like I said in the last episode, I'm like, I'm bored. And yeah. now, this one's more fun, but it's not yeah. as well made, obviously. I get why John Carpenter had more fun making this. It's it looks it's way more fun. It's it's stupid. It's but it's stupid fun. Yeah. It's it's a big dumb stupid movie. It's unapologetic. But that's what it's makes it fun. fun. It, it's not yeah. if you take this seriously, something's fucking wrong with you. Well, that's the problem, I think. I think like it's what Am said. John Carpenter just didn't give a fuck. He was tired of being burnt out by like just Everyone's expectations. He wanted I'm to have sure fun. He, he went into this. I'm sure he went into this thinking this movie's gonna bomb. It doesn't matter. So I'm uh, just gonna, you know, hopefully we'll make I'm some money back. I'm gonna have a good time making it. I'm yeah. gonna have a good time hanging out with Kurt Russell because we always get together and have a bunch of laughs. And Been that's a while. Probably why he had he had a huge budget when he made this, and I, th- I feel like most of the budget went to the thousands, and I mean thousands of extras that are in this fucking movie. Come out to yeah. the West Coast. Have a couple laughs. Tons no pictures, fucking... you pinko bitch. <laughs> he was definitely doing like the the Mad the George Miller Mad Max thing. Every time they went into it, everybody's fucking wearing like BDSM gear and fucking fishnet stockings and, and yeah. you know leather assless chaps and you, you know chaps. what I mean. Like just tons of people walk around. And, and my favorite sequence is when they get to the. Do we want to set up the story first or? Uh... You Don't saw matter. the first one. You you know this one. Okay, yeah. yeah. I, Except it's not the get... president. Sorry. Sorry. I know I sound like I was going to oh, move on, but it's not the president. It's the president's daughter. Yeah. And and she has a weapon that, that'll turn off everything. Which I love. Yeah, she she has a weapon that's that's basically a, a Damocles defense system instead of the Star Wars yeah. system. It's the Damocles uh Satellites will Which, fire on fucking. Uh, I I you know, hope this is out. a real thing that happens in the next ten years. Yeah, I would love. To. I would love to see the internet go away. Can you imagine yeah. people like? It would help. Scrounging for internet, like where's uh, my, my Wi-Fi, just, my precious. 
Yeah, I, the world was so much better without social media. Paul Logan just, just Paul Logan uh, kill himself day one. I, Good. I, like this, yeah. I like the scene where we get to um, uh, Bruce Campbell, and he's the yeah. Surgeon General of Los Angeles. Literally. There's this underground, disgusting fucking surgery, you know, fucking ghetto back alley surgery place, and all these people walk around with these really bad prosthetic fucking cheek implants and literally other people's faces grafted, including Bruce Campbell, graft over top of his face. But I just noticed last night underneath of his fucking surgical gown he's wearing ash's outfit he's got the fucking shotgun thing on his back and the blue shirt and i didn't notice that when i saw that in the theater it it reminded me of uh the scenes from brazil if you ever watched that movie yes like 14 years before this brazil brazil brazil's a lot better yeah but it reminded me of that where it's like only that movie looks a lot better because they have their faces like that lady has her face stretched out like in four corners. Brazil is fucking wonderful. <laughs> oh, That's oh my favorite God. Terry Gilliam movie. Are, are oh, we going to have it. to do Terry Gilliam next? I, I wouldn't mind it except until we get past uh, Fear and Loathing. Then it gets brutal. Yeah. Some yeah. of his stuff is not fun to watch. Yeah. 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 Want to watch uh, Once you get Tideland. past Monkeys in Brazil, you're kind of it's all downhill. No, Fear and Loathing's yeah. good. Yeah, Fear I've never seen good. that one. Fear is great, and then uh, Fear good. Seen it. Thailand, sure good, I've never seen. I, I did watch I uh, seen the Brothers with Matt Damon, and oh, that sucks. Yeah, but that's not his movie, so that's why. There's one he did with Christoph Waltz that's pretty fucking terrible. I oh, uh, like that one, Christoph. The Theorem. The the, the Theorem. Yeah, that one was Theorem movie. Trash. Something Theorem. Zero yeah, Theorem. Zero theorem, yeah, that's it. Zero theorem, yeah, that's awful. Do your, do your Christoph Waltz, Adam. It's my Christoph Waltz impression. I don't know, I'm not very good with accents. Uh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> you let us down. You did, you did it before with abandonment, I, and it was wonderful. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I can do some fucking accent. It's, it's only certain people I can do. I don't think I can do Christoph Waltz yet. That would take some time to learn. Yeah. My friend Quentin Tarantino? Yeah. My good friend, Quentin. Fuego de, de Los Angeles is the Spanish title. Yeah. Hey, I'm watching this live on my uh, on my big screen TV right now. It's called... I can do uh, Christopher Walken introducing the Foo Fighters. Los Angeles, 2013 is apparently one of the titles. That must be a foreign poster. Here's Billy, or Billy Zane. And <laughs> Wait, Wait go back to that picture back, of Billy go Zane. Back. Go back to that. He who's looks he so with? fucking stoned there, dude. Oh, who's he so with? Funny. Who's the girl? Who is that? Does, doesn't matter? say. Doesn't who say. hasn't he been with? The waitress point? at Applebee's before he came over. <laughs> do you want to see? Do you want to see a movie with me? Billy yeah, Zane Michael has a Stein. line outside his trailer with two, with fucking like signs and like rest, you know stages yeah. and shit. R.I.P. John Singleton, and we got Robert Rodriguez. Oh wow, Goldie Hawn. <laughs> Oh, they showed up on a Harley. Oh, oh here she is. She is. Valerie Look, Galino. she's adorable. She's hey, adorable. She's, hot. she's always been I don't know, but Los Angeles. That was a bummer that she wasn't in the movie longer, though. Well, that was that's the trope. You got a woman in there, yeah. and she gets killed real quick. Yep. Hot shots. That's all I know. Also, Rain Man. Rain they they kind of make it look like she's going to be the lead in the fucking exposition dumper, and then all of a sudden, nope. I like that they kill her when she's like, all right, Snake, I'm back. We're, we're going to go, and we're going to go find uh, whatever, Jones, his house, Cuervo Jones. We're going to find yeah. his house. Oh! 
And it sounds like, oh. He's like, all right. He well, yeah. it, she gets killed by a random bullet again. Yeah. By like kids. The kids are shooting machine guns in yeah. the crowd. And again, uh, John Carpenter had the game. He saw that coming. I like that uh, Kurt Russell almost didn't save her from uh, Bruce Campbell's weird Dr. Moreau yeah. lab. He just almost <laughs> left her there. She's like, I, you need a guide. He's like, all right, bitch, fine. Uh, you're right. Come on. You know what that whole scene, actually a, lo- a huge chunk of this movie reminds me of that video game Borderlands. I think they, they borrowed a lot of the imagery and shit from Oh, I think uh, yeah. Gaming, yeah. gaming industry borrows heavily from John Carpenter, period. Oh, do you know when, oh, that yeah. mo- when that game came out? I believe it was 2013. There you go. Borderlands probably did come out in 2013. That sounds That's about right. Let me look it up. On yeah. I'm looking uh, up now. One of my favorite games, by the way. Borderlands on the one. All of them. Yeah, they're very fun to play. When it comes to looter shooters, uh, those are are very, very good. Looter shooters. I don't care for the third one as much as I loved the second one. The third one's a little... Oh, 2009. Never mind. Way off. Yeah, you're dummy. Sequels 2012. Then 2014. Oh. But they still ripped it off because this is 1996, by the way. But the main guy, Handsome Jack, has a fucking mask stapled to his face, and he looks a lot like the Bruce Campbell character. So they mm. they, they borrowed from that heavily. The only thing I hate about that game was the uh, the enemies respawn. So if you go to an area and come back through that area, they're back. And you're like, fuck, again? Are you yeah, talking about the first one or the second first one? First one. Yeah, the first one was bad. Uh, the second one, they fixed a lot of oh, the good. dumb shit. Uh, I only played the first one. Game. Yeah, uh, you'll like the second one better. Uh, don't waste your time with the third I like one. The... the second one is perfection. Yeah, I like the first one. Uh, the, the, you like the second one because the second one has a really, really well written story, and then they have expansions that are just as good as the main story. So it's got a huge replay value to it. Was uh, that a PS3 game? It yes. came out on PS3, PS4, okay. um, Xbox, yeah, it, it's, 360. It was on the handhelds, too. I think they made it for the uh, Switch, and they made it for uh, the PSP Vita when that was out. Maybe uh, maybe I'll buy it for PS4. It's good. I had it yeah, on PS3 good, back in the day. Get the, uh, the, I think it's called the Handsome Jack Collection, and then it has all their shit remastered on there. So it's worth it. So Escape from LA. Does, does it have a Rob Zombie soundtrack? No. May as well. No, luckily it doesn't. Oh, boo. No, we Can we look- talk about the soundtrack now since you brought that up? Yes. The, the soundtrack is badass, but... Love it. The soundtrack really is obtrusive in this fucking movie. Like, it's it's constantly going from song to song to song like it's trying to sell that fucking soundtrack. Well, absolutely, yeah. Like, it, that, that was one of my gripes about it. Is one of the reasons I like Carpenter music is the guy's an awesome composer, and he makes his own music. This movie... He uses almost none of it. I love. No, there's there's a few scenes where the music a little is fucking bit. I mean, it's minuscule. The song at the end when they stuff. show him that. Oh, I don't know if it's playing sound. No. But it shows him right there. <clears throat> like it goes. It sounds like an old guitar. Down, down, down. Wow, wow. Yeah, this 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 is him trying to do you know. Good, bad, and the other. You know. Stacy Keach. And Stacy Keach is definitely not Lee Van Cleef. He's a really this. bad Lee Van Cleef. I love this song. I, lo- I genuinely love that song. 
Oh, it's very well done, yeah. Really simple. I like the simple yeah. music. It's like an old jazz musician on a stage with a cigarette in his mouth. This is called the Snake Bliskin Blues. Yeah. So, it, it, I'm trying to describe this movie. It's like the first movie, Escape from New York, in a blender with, like, Michael Bay. Yes. <laughs> And that's, this is what we good, get. Yeah. And it's, it, he's also, he, he probably watched a Tarantino movie and wanted to do a little bit of that. So, hey, let's get Steve Buscemi and throw some Tarantino style dialogue yeah. at him. Well, you know why and Steve Buscemi did that. this movie? Steve Buscemi, no, Steve Rent? Buscemi did this movie so he could get money to do his directorial debut, Tress Lounge. Yeah. Oh. Steve Buscemi is a great director, though. I believe it. Animal, because Animal Factory he, is great. He he directed the greatest one-hour television episode ever called uh, Pine Barrens, the Sopranos episode. That's his. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's great. one of the greatest yeah. episodes. That's one of the he best one-hours of television ever. Wonderful on that show, too. Yeah. He's great. And the fucking He's great. Sopranos. I, I need to watch that show. I need you to, got just watch the Sopranos? Pine Barrens. Yeah. I, I need to get over that yeah, watch the whole season thing. one. Watch season one is thing. fucking brutal. Now, if you if you watch like you watch The Sopranos, just watch the Pine Barrens episode because it's kind of an isolated episode. Yeah, it's a bottleneck. It's, pr- it's probably one of the greatest hours of television ever produced. Is is that the one where they're they're stuck out in the woods and they're eating yeah. ketchup packets? Yeah, yeah, that is yeah. Fucking it's great. fucking it, it's, great. It's fucking hysterically funny. That it, sounds it's amazing, basic. guys. You're really no, no, it. It, it, no. It's it's fucking hilarious. You have no idea. Is that, that episode where they great. stare at the wall and watch the paint dry? That was really good. Nope. This this was this not, isn't this Mad is, Men. We're not spoiling anything. Yeah. <laughs> no, not spoilers. Just sounds fucking boring. They're in the woods no, you, eating ketchup. You have no idea. No, no, no. no. It's, it's, you have no idea. No idea. Okay. It's, it's funny. Yeah. Like I'm telling I'm telling you, this is top five greatest hour of television ever pre- created. <laughs> like <laughs> swear to God. <laughs> okay. Um, Escape from L.A. Yeah. I am the one. It sounds like Adam hates this more than we do, Dick. I fucking love this movie. He might. I think he does. The thing is, it's a love-hate thing. Because when this came out, I saw it opening day in a big, giant fucking theater in Corpus Christi, Texas. I was in the Navy when this came out. So I was all pumped for it. I saw it advertised. I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, Snake Plissken. I gotta go see this. And... I love the soundtrack because that's the kind of shit I was listening to at the time. Gravity Kills, the, you know, Zombie, you know, you know the, the fucking industrial thing. I think even Ministries on on the fucking soundtrack somewhere because I, I bought the soundtrack when it came out. Loved it when it came out, but I realized at the time because this is like I'd be in my early twenties, like twenty one, twenty two, somewhere around there. There's this this kind of thing where you get caught up in the moment of when a movie comes out. And you, you love it, and you're, you're with your friends, and they're loving it, and you're having a great time. Oh, that was the greatest thing ever. And then you get older, and you go back, and you watch something, and you're like, oh, that's just not as good as I remember it being. And that's kind of my attitude towards this, because a lot of the things that, you know, like you said earlier, it is, is 100% a complete beat-by-beat remake of Escape from New York. But we just changed the settings. We have some not very interesting characters in this that bring it down a couple of notches for me. And with the characters that are interesting, like Pam Greer, you've got this retarded, overdubbed, like you do this thing with her voice where you lower it an octave so that everybody knows that that used to be a man. 
And I'm like, what a waste of fucking Pam Greer. You got, you know, coffee here and you're not doing anything with her. You know, it's like, and you also, like, I know Isaac Hayes is not like the most terrific actor in the world, but he was still one of the high points of the first movie. He's, Who the fuck is Cuervo Jones? He's, he's the most boring, way better than cookie cutter Jones. fucking Billy. Yeah, Cuervo Jones is so bland and boring that I forget that he's in the movie sometimes. I just forget. I switched to you guys so, because he's just wasted space up here. I forget I put this. Yeah, yard. I see. I just I, I've yeah. been I've been demoted from my opinions on the movie. I, I'm sorry. I'm just I'm airing my grievances. You want to know why no, I don't no. like it as much? You, you got it's, promoted it's, because you're not covered up by Streamyard's stupid logo. Their watermark up the, here. The, the songs are obtrusive, even though I like most of the music on the soundtrack. It feels like the music was put in the movie to sell a soundtrack, whereas earlier Carpenter movies, the soundtrack is part of the fun and part of the atmosphere and almost yeah. a character in the movie. I don't get that vibe from this. Uh, I'm not going to touch on a CGI because that's been done to death. But it, it, it's... There's no denying it's, it's, it's terrible. Just, it, it's... Yeah, it, it's, it's just not as fun... I was watching it last night, and I, and I was just, like, instantly bored. Because there's just, there's so much shit going on where it's just like, uh, you know, it, it, it's, they're throwing so much at you all at once that it, it, it's, it's like stimulus overload. And it's, it's like it puts you to sleep, you know. It, it's, it is, it's a big, dumb <laughs> event movie. And, and I, as, as much as I love Kurt Russell in this role, he still looks good in the part. I almost wish they would take him and put him in, like, other John Carpenter movies, like they put him in They Live, or they put him in If they put him Trouble in, in Little China. Assault from Precinct 13, that movie would have been Or Assault fun. from Precinct 13. Oh my that would have been a good movie. would have been great. Right. Escape from the Precinct. Yeah. Yes. It would have fit. That would have been, it should have been his first movie, a really simple, super cheap movie where he just escapes from a really regular location. And then it goes to New York, and then this. That should have been the trilogy. If you notice, uh, John Carpenter doesn't do a lot of sequels to his own movies, and I think this is kind of an example it's his of only one. why he probably shouldn't. Yeah, so, well, well, as we're going back to before, I don't consider this a sequel. I consider this a remake. It's, it's a remake. It's, it's a remake, 100% and remake, it happens yeah. to... Because they even have the same dialogue in the beginning where... Stacy Keach replaces Lee Van Cleef. He says his backstory, and he does a bad job trying to replace him too. Because Stacy Keach is boring in this fucking movie. You watch your <laughs> fucking mouth about Stacy Keach. You, that man's a national treasure. He looks like my dad in, in the Titus show. No, well, <laughs> anyway. that's, that's why yeah, you forget. Phoenix is a big fan of Titus. I, I'm a big fan of Titus and Stacy Keach. Oh, I'm a big fan of Stacey Keach, but I like Stacey Keach better in uh, 1980 or class of 1999 than I liked him in this. I like him in uh, American History X, where he's a big old racist. Dick I like, does, I like Dick him does him too. In, uh, Nebraska, when he sings uh, that in Cheech the and Chong movie, still smoking. He's good <laughs> yeah, in that. He's the, good in that. The Cheech and Chong movie he's in that's fucking funny. Yeah. He's he's a Tom fun Skinner. actor. I don't know movies. why he has a little ponytail in this movie, but <laughs> but uh, I think he has a ponytail because in the first one. Oh. Stacey Keach had an earring, and I think he had a ponytail, too. So, uh, apparently, the way I learned from the special features with the interview for Stacey Keach on this film is that Escape from New York is the reason why he has two metal knees. What? He was running. Why would you put a metal scene. in there? He got he had bad knees, 
and one of the crew members said, hey, Stacy, I noticed you can't run very well. You should get your knees looked at. He said, yeah, they bother me. He goes, get them replaced. I did. So he got two brand new metal knees because of Escape from L.A. That wow. was his contribution to the special features. That's why you don't need to buy that Blu-ray. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad you told me that because now I don't need to go buy that. No. Don't buy it. release for you this movie. Don't have to. It is terrible. And the interview, the interview, Jose Cuervo, he doesn't even look like that in real life. I'm sure he doesn't. But oh. it's just that the actor that they got to portray the villain of this this movie is just such a boring follow up to. Well, I Isaac think he was. It was just as cheap. They got the it cheapest is. actor it's they just, can it's get. Lame. Che Guevara yeah. is is the bad guy. I, I, yeah, Che Jones. I don't know why should, they did that. Should have been Benicio del Toro. That would have been better. Yeah. In his pre, in his 1996 prime, American History yeah, X. That would have been better. There he is. I forgot about that. Yeah, uh, I'm not making fun of Stacy Keach as an actor. I just don't like him in this. He's he's a very bad ripoff he, of Lee Van Cleef's character. He's he's doing the same thing. It's the it's the remake problem. It's weird that it's yeah. a remake involving the exact same people. That's part yeah. of the problem. Is I, with remakes, I try not to compare it to the original, but it's hard not to. But also, there's this so is, much too many similarities. Yes, yeah. but this is just the same movie by the same people, so you have to compare it. And I will agree, Lee Van Cleef was better because he almost had like a weird sarcastic tone to him. He was charming. He, he was, was a charming yes. villain. Yeah. He'd be like, I know what you're going to do, Snake. And this, Stacey Keach felt too authoritative, where he's like, yeah. I knew you'd try that. That's why the first round, the first clip is It's blank. almost like Stacey Keach and, and uh, Snake Plissken have kind of like this almost anti-buddy thing going on through the entire movie. And between Stacey Keach, or, yeah, Stacey Keach and uh, Snake Plissken in this one, I don't get any of that. I, I don't feel any kind of connection between yeah. those two. You know what I mean? But, so, I mean, you also got to realize Lee Van Cleef was fucking dead. What, no, are, no, what are they going right. to do? They have to replace him if they're going to do this movie. Uh, but the problem is they kept the same, almost the same dialogue. It's, set up his character, get him in a tube, send him to the island, and then he's off. And The other problem this movie suffers from too, guys, is for a movie that's this populated with characters, I don't fucking remember any of them. The only one that I remembered before I put this in the in the Blu-ray player is I remember that Steve Buscemi was in it. I, I forgot. I don't even remember what he did. I just remember he had a goofy goatee yeah. and a weird hat. And he drove a fucking convertible for some reason. See, I knew I him as... That. I don't remember anything else about it. I knew him as Maps of the Stars Eddie already. He's ingrained in my brain. Pam Greer, I forgot she plays a fucking man. Yeah. And I was like, oh was yeah! <laughs> What like, oh, yeah, Why? Pam Greer's in this. You know, it's, it's like you and I always talk all day about how much we love Jackie Brown. It's like, what a fucking wasted opportunity there was here. You would have had the perfect leading lady in a movie like this. It's almost like she might have taken over this movie if you had given her anything to fucking work with. This was the movie she did before Jackie Brown. Yeah. She went from Jackie Brown, or this, to Jackie Brown. That's well, she fucked had up. Tarantino. She, had to, she had to renew her uh, SAG contract. She, she had to pay her dues. Jackie Brown. She's a good Jake actress. A masterpiece. But I think all three of us think it's it's his best movie, right? Yeah, absolutely. One hundred percent. Yeah, it's yep. it's it's the only movie who would look like he was advancing yeah. as as a filmmaker, and then he was like, "No, never mind. 
but you I'm, know what's neat I'm about not shitting that on too Tarantino, is it, it, but. it it would have been so easy for him to just make another like another fucking Pulp Fiction type movie, which he has done some stuff that's like that. But he said, no, nah, I'm going to go the other way. Yeah. Most directors, they want to do the same fucking thing the very next movie, you know? And, you know, Quentin's like, no, nope, not doing that. I'm going to do something completely different. I'm going to do something totally mature yes. when I'm, like, really young, you know? And then I'll go back to that shit immediately and well, never leave I'll go that. back to that shit later. Yeah. yeah. Quentin Tarantino makes great bad movies. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what he loves that shit. He starts, he uses, yeah, he uses a shit movie for his just platform and then puts all this good stuff into it. Yeah. yeah. That's what he, he didn't make a movie for a long time after Jackie Brown. No. I think, well, Kill, I think Kill he Bill. was enjoying Kill Bill was the I think, first one after that, right? No, uh, Kill well, Bill four. was 2003. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of it was he was really pissed off because he submitted Jackie Brown for a bunch of Academy Awards. And even though there were some nominations for Forrest Whitaker and, or not for Robert Forrester and uh, Pam Greer, uh, he was pissed off because nobody won anything. Like the movie. Yeah, no, I, I would agree. If I was him, I'd be pissed off too because you're talking about. You know, it's like, I'm trying here and I mean, nobody yeah. fucking cares. You know? Yeah. How, he's, how, all, uh, he took how six Sam years off. Jackson, uh, Sam Jackson didn't even get a nomination for Best Actor. He went from. I, I don't even know. Jackie Brown 97 that. to Kill Bill 2003. He took six years off there. and Yeah. And that Kill Bill's great too. He was advancing with Kill Bill, and then he went right back to with Death Proof and Glory. And I was like, ah, okay, we're back to here. Back to old Tarantino yeah. again. Yeah. Well, he likes to do his genres. He li- It's his love letter to the bad movies that most people don't like, and he loves them. I mean, he just he loves them. I almost would anyway. be really curious to see what Tarantino would have done with this movie. I uh, wouldn't have done it. No. Well, I don't know. I think he might have been able to make something better than than this. Here's they the won't word. even let him do a Star Trek movie. They will let him. They just CBS Hollywood would let him. CBS won't. Yeah, CBS, yeah, CBS is up there. Is own a, ass. CBS yeah. is it, they're super like they're they gear towards old, old people, and CBS is not Tarantino. So it's never gonna happen. But uh, they, anyway, go play baseball together. Everything yeah. you just said, Adam is why I love this movie. It's 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 a stupid remake of the first movie, and that sounds like a negative, but to me it, it works because it's just like Gremlins 2, where Joe Dante yeah. went, you want me to make another oh, one? Go, I don't know, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I don't know if I can go that far. I'm not saying it's as good. I'm just saying it's the... I was dr- going to say, because Gremlins 2 is like way, way, way super more clever than this. Yes, but yeah. you realize well, he, yeah. ma- he made Gremlins 2 sarcastically, right? Right. Like, yeah. So yeah, that's, I, I, th- that's, I think this was made with sarcasm in yes. mind as well. well would it's, this be called the Ghostbusters 2 factor? No. Ghostbusters 2 is bad. And, uh, I would say it's bad. It's not good. It's, uh, I, I like know. it. I like it, but it's not good. It almost feels like when I was watching this, I was like, I bet you there was a, a meeting where they had Carpenter in a room. He's probably on his fourth pack of cigarettes in the, in the next 20 minutes. And, you know, and Sean like, Penn. All right, so I want some, <laughs> uh, unlike the first movie, I want some big action set pieces. So he's probably out there like, all right, here's a guy surfing on a fucking typhoon. Here's, here's some fucking fire over here. Here's a shitty fucking submarine sequence. Because it feels like that. Every scene feels like... Here, it's in there. Peter, Go fuck yourself. Peter Fonda for no reason. He does nothing. Peter Fonda because Peter Fonda. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> Snake Man, thanks for not killing me. He sh- Peter Fonda just showed up one day and he's, he wouldn't go away. So like, fine, just let him go out there and do a couple lines and he'll leave us alone. Okay. That's how he, that's how he got the limey roll. Yeah. 
I feel he like, showed up on set. Oh, you know what's weird? P- Pam Greer, th- that means Pam Greer did two movies in a row with a Fonda. Yeah. Because Bridget's in Jackie Brown. It's true. Conspiracy? We'll never Conspiracies, know. Conspiracies. They, well, they, yeah. they don't share a scene together, but sure. No, but... No. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like Peter Fonda came in and worked his... He worked two days on the set, and then uh, Pam Greer came in, worked three days on the set, and that was that. I'm pretty sure Pam Greer doesn't share a scene with Bridget Fonda either. No, she does. What, which scene? She goes to the... Um, uh, to go see uh, Sam Jackson... And she goes, Jackie Brown. And then she opens the door and Jer- Bridget Fonda's there. I love that scene. <laughs> and, and, and she goes, you, and then they share the scene in the in the mall where she goes, uh, here's something on, there's a little cherry on top for you. What did Barnell ever do for us? Burdell, Booyah! Yeah. Booyah! Oh, yeah, the, the, the bags when they change them. Yeah, Ordell. Ordell, Ordell, yeah. Ordell. Ordell, Roby. Anyway, um... Escape from L.A. Uh, Dick, Adam kind of went off in his grievances, and I don't disagree with him, but I also disagree on the fact that he's irritated by those, and I love those reasons. <laughs> but, so, Dick, let's hear no, it's you. not so much irritated. It's just that in my in my older age, I've realized that this just doesn't hold up as well as, like, the first well, one. Well, I, I would agree it's... because when I saw I saw this movie at the drive-in when it first came out. It was on a double bill of, of I think it was this in Independence Day or this in Chain Reaction. I can't remember. But either way, Chain Reaction was shit. Um, the Keanu Reeves movie. I just went back and rewatched that a couple weeks ago. Oh, so bad. Morgan oh, Freeman. also interesting, this was also the first movie I ever saw in a curved IMAX theater. I mean, the oh, fucking theater yeah. was ginormous. It had like three sets of fucking uh, seats in the front, and it was all curved. I'd never been to a theater this fucking this big. To see that would have been fun. Before. That would have been fun. That's why, I, I like I said, I loved it when it came out. I just, the, the older I get... I start liking this less and less every time I, I think, watch it. I think I'm the reverse of you because I saw it when I was younger. And when I first saw it, I was like, eh, I don't know if I like that. And as I've gotten older, I've appreciated it more. Same. I'm the same. Because I yeah, just, it's, it's, it's just the fun of it. And like it's the, the same. You know what it is? It's the same effect that we had when we were watching Demon Knight. Because I remember Demon Knight being like an okay movie. And then we watched it recently and was like, oh, this movie's fucking I great. I don't hated, remember it being I, this good. I hated Demon Knight the first time I watched it. This time I fucking loved it. And then we watched it and was like, oh, this is fun. But yeah. The, yeah. the older I get, going off what Dick was saying, the older I get, the more I put myself in John Carpenter's shoes where I go, I get what he's yeah. doing here and I appreciate it more yeah. in a weird way. You, you can tell all the things that he's... Because he's one of those guys that likes to, to put his anger into his art and hide it subtly so that everybody yeah. can kind of see it but not call to it much extra attention to it. So he's all not, the Hollywood stuff, I get it. I fucking 100% get all that. Yeah. I'm just disappointed there's no commentary on the Shout Factory. There's no commentary on that one either? No, there's it's, not. Yeah, the, it's, the Blu-ray I got has literally the theatrical trailer. Yeah, no, it's there's the not much. Yeah. It is definitely possible Carpenter just never got around doing a commentary, which means he won't, because why the fuck would he, he go He probably back? wouldn't do it unless Kurt Russell was with him, because th- when those two get together, they can, man, they can tear it up. They're, they're, they're fucking well, great listening. Hold on. Talk. Let me go on Twitter right now and get this started. Oh. Do it. You're going to start it. shit? You're going to start shit on no, Twitter? No, no, in a good way. No. Um, yeah, Carpenter, do some commentary yeah. for this. Are you going to ask John Carpenter to do a commentary track for Escape from LA and send it to us? Just us? Well, let me look up. Just uh, be on the show with us. And we'll let you commentary. We'll watch it together. 
God damn it. The fucking guy, this guy over here. God damn. They smoke a cigarette. Where's LostFlicks.com? Uh, we'll Johnny. watch on the Friday show and we'll watch Escape from L.A. if you guys provide the commentary. Yeah. Ah, this is great. I love this guy. Okay. This is, uh, yeah, they don't have a commentary. I just want to make sure they don't have one before I send this. Yeah. Yeah, and Stacey Keach uh, does talk about body bags in his interview. Yeah, that, that's what I'm looking forward to covering. Yeah. Looking forward to rewatching that one, too. No, but I mean, but the thing about Escape from L.A., is that it, it puts me in that what if sort of because Kurt Russell's 70 years old, he's not going to do another Snake Plissken movie, it's just not going to happen. Neither one of those men have a Twitter handle. Wow, because they're smart, yeah, yeah, they're smart. They're yeah. 70, John that's why Carp- they don't have John one. Carpenter has a tw- there's a Twitter card drop, John Carpenter, but it's definitely not him, it's no. somebody else, yeah. Because I remember like every year for like the for 10 years, Wait, there he does. for a while, the horror master, they were talking about remaking Escape from New York for years. And I remember they were saying like Gerard Butler was going to be Snake, every, every flavor of the month was going to be Snake at one point. And I'm so glad that. that I'm so glad it never happened. It never happened. The only thing that that I would like to see, rather than a movie, uh, Dick, is if they did an escape video game with oh, yeah. Kurt Russell lending the voice. That would I, be. Okay. They could totally do that. I don't know why they don't. It's got, they that did that. Would be they awesome. did that with uh, Sean Connery. They did a James Bond game where they had him playing James Bond, and they had Sean Connery doing the voice for. Uh, I think it was uh, it was like a From Russia with Love type game. Yeah, so, I think it was. Yeah, um, I would like to see that more than I would actually like to play as Snake Plissken in a game, as opposed to seeing old ass Kurt Russell or a CG'd Kurt Russell with his voice in it in a fucking movie. Ugh. There we go. Well, I think I, I think the old man Logan storyline applies to everything now that we've grown up watching. Yeah, been there, done that. I don't want to see him die in a fucking uh, movie that's for sure. I don't think he'd die. He would just uh, have a nice uh, capper for the trilogy. Yeah, I'd like to see three. I mean, movies that's the thing. As, as much as as much as I love the character, I wish they would have done more with him in yeah. this, other than have him on almost literally the same fucking adventure. And he's want to talk about goofy scenes. Uh, that scene where he's on the hang glider. Oh, oh yes. God! And, uh, they don't show him land. Thankfully. I'm so Somebody glad take over for me because I just I I don't even. It's have so words bad. For he's the, the only action hero. Shit. He's an action hero that looks like he's on Ambien throughout the whole movie. He's like, I don't care. Well, yeah, like but, okay, the scene on the surfboard that's funny. Okay, he's yeah. with Peter Fonda surfing a fucking typhoon. And of course, it looks fucking stupid. But the hang glider thing goes on way longer than it probably ought to. And they have one of my yeah. least favorite tropes in movies, which is Steve Buscemi lands on his hang glider. He's like, wait for me. Jones, whatever the fuck his name is, Cuervo. Cuervo Jones, wait for me, wait for me, and he lands, and he's like, "Hey, Snake's alive, he's coming for you," and he he switches out the controllers, and yeah, this, yeah. and that whole fucking long scene, and I'm like, my least favorite trope is the character who just keeps swapping back and forth who they're gonna, and I'm like, oh god, just get a, like, and can can we talk about Cuervo allegiance. Jones a little bit more? Uh, what do, is there to am say? Am I the only one that did, does it? Feel, does he feel like a very last minute rewrite character? Like they were probably going to actually have Quincy Jones in the role because Isaac Hayes wouldn't do it for whatever reason because he killed him in the first fucking movie. So hey, instead he's, of having he's in this Quincy one. Jones, let's he's, have Cuervo Jones. Hey, he's in this movie though. 
He's the guy standing outside the gate when he leaves the basketball game, and he's like trying to leave, and the guy's like, I don't know, man. Oh, and that's that's him. God, that fucking basketball game. Bro. Yeah. Oh. But yes, I, I agree with what you're saying. Che Guevara, oh sorry, I mean uh, uh, Cuervo Jones, um, <laughs> is just a bad guy for bad guy's sake. He wants to turn off the power for the country and let. Yeah. It's another movie. It's the exact same story. If they do, if the president doesn't do the thing at the end, the the foreign countries invade. Kurt Russell Cuervo does the same Jones thing. is the the domestic terrorist that you buy at Aldi. Okay, when you can't find anybody else, you go to Aldi. And you buy Cuervo Jones in the discount villain section. It sounds like a, a the worst tequila, Cuervo Jones. It just sounds like yeah. you're going to have a fucking nightmare and, and get arrested. It sounds like a really bad shot that somebody invented that made somebody sick the next day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Cuervo but Jones, it's tequila the, and Tabasco sauce. The yeah. hang gliding scene. They, they, they meet up with Pam Greer and they're like, we got to get the helicopter. We see the helicopter land. We see the fucking army that Cuervo Jones has assembled walking toward the helicopter. And those guys land that fucking thing and go, wait, what is, what was going on? Oh God, we're getting taken over. And they get thrown out of the, I'm like, is you saw them. Like the least, the stupidest fucking tactical thing that anybody's ever done, uh, short of Ryan Johnson and the fucking, having the fucking bombers go and just get completely ripped apart in, uh, the beginning of, uh, Last Jedi. The fucking helicopter lands in the middle of fucking Spook Show Central, and they didn't think people were going to just swarm on the helicopter and, and here's, instantly fucking trash it. Here's the problem. They're going from, like, mainland California to L.A. It's it's eight miles at most. Fucking hover the thing until you see the guys you're supposed to save. Throw a ladder down. Know, what by is, the way, Anaheim is about 50 miles out of L.A. <laughs> Yeah, I forgot it ends at Disneyland. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like, wait a minute, that doesn't make well, any sense. Well, you see, Dick, actually, actually. Get your, you get your Kevin Costner glasses on. Oh, man, I dropped my Kevin Costner glasses. Okay. By the way, actually this. Actually, the see, the, the tectonic plates shifted, causing the the uh, Anaheim to go over here. Lots of folds. Actually, it was over there. Yeah. There's a lot of folding going on with land. And in, in Disneyland was just kept intact. Did you know that Australia is one giant uh, plate, so it'll never crack? So they can never have an earthquake in Australia? Oh, no. That means the nothingness that is that entire continent won't ever suffer. Yeah. What a shame. <laughs> they should go live there. God damn. That, country, that, that, that continent is a big wasteland, except for the northern and southern coast. I looked it up. Oh, yeah, that's all it is. It's, it's if, nothing. The whole rest of it's Outback, and if you go 50 feet into the Outback, you're dead. Yeah, fuck that. That's what they tell people on the train. Like, if, if they, have, like they have a train that goes through the Outback, and they say, we're going to stop the train. If you walk outside of the lights of the train, you're dead. You're yeah. not coming back because yeah. something's going to grab you. That's how serious it is over there. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a nation and a continent of monsters. And they're like, hey, we're all fun-loving. Like, everyone seems fun there, but then you realize if they go outside their comfort zone at all, they get killed by Skull Island fucking monsters. Hey, mate, look at that. It's the mist creature. Ah! I've seen videos of people in Australia where they're like, they show their patio door, and it's a glass door, and then they see like a, a kangaroo just like, let me the fuck in. Let me in, mate. 
Just hey, pounding on the door. You're like, good God. You walk outside and that grasshopper monster from the mist is walking by. <laughs> yeah. It's like pound, like with a fist. It makes a fist and goes, let me the fuck in your home. Oh, yeah. They're fucking, it's brutal over there. And the best life of the proposition. You got the wrong black man. <laughs> the Aborigines. Great. So, I don't want to go down to your weird racist diatribe here, Dick. But let's move Thank on. You. What? What are you talking about, racist? It's Aborigines. They were there first. Uh, but is that a problem for you? No, no. I'm just saying that's what he says in the movie. It sounds like a problem. It sounds like you got an issue with that. Escape from Aborigines. <laughs> Escape from Australia. I'm the devil's son. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I would say, okay, so Escape from LA has the best ending, though. The way that he basically reverts the world. To like, they make such a big deal out of it. It wouldn't be that big of a deal because all it does is it knocks out technology for a day, and then the next day you reboot it, and it would be back to normal. But Stacey yeah, Keach you would like, have Samuel L. Jackson say, "Hold on to your butts," and you have a little yeah. cigarette dangling on his mouth, and you fucking do something, and you come right back online. Stacey yeah. Keach has a line where he goes, "Everything we built for the last five hundred years will," and I'm like, "Technology." No, 60 years. You can, 60 years. You can rebuild an, you can rebuild an engine and <laughs> yeah. it'll work fine. It doesn't knock out your agriculture. It doesn't knock no. out everything. <laughs> like, what? It's so over the top. I'm just like, that's yeah. hilarious. It's almost as stupid as fucking uh, Y2K. Uh, yeah. I, worked at a, I worked at a warehouse where the managers played a prank on all the fucking employees. At the midnight hour, they actually turned the fucking lights off on the inside. <laughs> Just to listen to everybody fucking scream, then they turned it back on, and they all played dumb for about a day, and they're like, yeah, we were just fucking with you. It's nothing. They, 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 they actually did that. Good. Kudos. They were weird. But I, a weird I, fucking place. I yeah. remember the ending more than most of the movie, which is uh, Snake Plissken shows up. He swapped out the CD things that the president's going to play. Both movies have a thing where if the president plays it, the world is safe, or the, the country's safe. If he doesn't, darkness for 500 more years both movies have the same premise and this one he swaps out the cds and the, the tiny little cd with a, with a red dot like right here i love that the concept of that little micro cd yeah. that was badass yeah. and then it's like it, that that's the second time they try they try to do that in men in black too they're always trying to push some little micro cds yeah. like that was going to be the new technology kerr also doesn't give a shit about the president's daughter they go and they take her to a chair yeah. and they put her there they're clearly going to execute her no matter what happens and uh he has the real CD, and they go to shoot him, and he's a, he's a hologram. And I remember that more than anything in this movie. And then they cut to him in the field, and he's like, fuck you. Probably because the movie goes way out of their way to set that shit up. Dude. Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. That's another thing I like about the movie. Set up and pay off. They set oh, it yeah. up. Car- it Carpenter is off. a competent filmmaker when it comes to that kind yeah, of He's a competent storyteller. You don't got that no more. They don't do that yeah. anymore. Or they go way out of their way to do it. Not even that. They're they so overexplained. Here's this pen. pen. No, you know Remember what they do, this. Phoenix? They say, here's Margot Robbie in a bathtub to fucking explain to you what's going to happen in this next scene. Yes. Or, or they'll get, uh, um, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio to be in a Skype call <laughs> to <laughs> tell you the exposition. Bagul! You got yourself a Bagul problem over there. I recommend oh, getting out of the house. Wait, no, never mind. But Ghoul's gonna fuck you up in a jump scare at the end of the movie, just letting you know. Just, just letting you know. 
Once you move and you go back to the house, that's when they get you. Bagul. Fucking Bagul's no joke, bro. Come on now. You've been Bagul'd. (laughs) Boogie, boogie, boogie. I think the one problem that I have with the ending is that Kurt Russell finds the last packet of cigarettes in the world. Just on the the ground. Nowhere. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was funny. I guess it was uh, Wes Anderson. uh, uh, Wes Anderson plug. It was uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's hidden cigarettes in a brick in the middle of nowhere from Royal Tenenbaums. Uh, here's my problem. I want to say that. that the funnest part of this movie is when they're first walking into, uh, they go, oh. okay, if you want to like just electrocute yourself, you can go this way. And they're walking by and people are just getting fried like fucking bugs like in a hallway. I like that it that goes, kind of funny. if you'd like to turn yourself over and be executed, go right ahead. Yeah. <laughs> like, yep. Just well, here's that, yourself. Here's that it's bad CG we're talking about there right. right there that that spot right there okay. where, where your arrow is yes see how that shit just looks like it's typed over it, top it of is the that's graphic. why it's so bad it's so insanely stock bad. footage that's even worse that's so bad that is the worst fuck that that's that almost, so that's nice. up there with the birds in, in birdemic dude so it's that bad. yeah like, wouldn't you just be like you know what why don't we just cut this scene out of the movie? Because I, it it really, so dude. Bad. Seriously, because like you have so many extras in this, it's like you don't need that establishing shot anymore. Just cut that the fuck right out. What's beginning here? Ugh. You have better establishing shots in the remade versions of the, the Star Trek original series than you have. Uh, no. I do like that scene of that the soldiers though. That that was pretty cool. That back that up a second. Uh, with no, the, we're done. You know, this, you, you know, the, the, when they showed the soldiers, like the, the panning shot, and they're just kind of all standing in a row. Well, it's it's the cool. United States Police Force. The, that's I liked that. That was USPF. that classic Carpenter look. Yeah, but other than that, it didn't really do anything with it, so whatever. It, it is... It's always difficult to uh, be on the side of a guilty pleasure movie. Because you yeah. don't really have a defense You have a hard time defending yourself. Yes, right? there's no yeah. defense, and you just go... It's bad, and I fucking will watch it sixty-five times in Twister. a row. Twister, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not, Twister's it's, a bad movie, but it, you love it, yeah. But it's not like this is like a Michael Bay movie, like no. a Michael Bay Transformer movie. <clears throat> this is nowhere near as offensive as. But that. Adam can sit there and list off mathematically and scientifically why he hates this movie, and I'll sit there and go, "Yes, I agree." I will watch this three times in a row today, right now. <laughs> if it ended, I would restart. I, I want to watch it again right now. I really do. I I I, uh, I feel bad because I honestly, and I mean this. I'm not just saying this just to be saying this. I want to love this as much as you guys, but I feel like every time I watch it, just it just deteriorates. It, it like it, it just it falls apart like like in the same spots every single time. Well, it's. Uh, it's it's got some scenes that are problematic to say the least. Um, yeah, and there's no defending it. There really isn't. Like, no. You know how I say I don't like Jaws and I'm wrong. I like Escape from New York a lot and I'm wrong. And it doesn't. You know make... what this feels like? It's like you, you guys remember that movie Escape from New York? What if we turn that into a Universal ride? That's <clears throat> yeah. what this is. It's well, like the Universal ride version of Escape from New York. Well, they John Carpenter even 
admits to that because when he's going in the submarine, Jaws comes out and then attacks him, and then they immediately see the Universal uh, Studios right there. <laughs> it's it's such a it's so on the nose. That's the part that stuff that I like about it is is the are those things. That's why like, I compare this, it to Gremlins the too. Subtle underlying humor. Yeah. It, that's but, why I compare it to Gremlins too because it's the director making fun of the genre they're in and in the in the situation that they're in. Uh, Gremlins Every time is way better. Jones shows yeah. up and starts monologuing, mm-hmm. though, I yes. fall asleep instantly. But I, I love it because it always day. ends with the same thing, which is, "We will our freedom. We're gonna get that." Ah! And then some random bad CGI happens behind him, <laughs> like Steve Buscemi shows up or Kurt Russell yeah. shows up. <laughs> it's just... Well, I, I say Jose Cuervo got one of the best lines though when he says um, <laughs> Jose Cuervo. Jose Cuervo got the best lines where he. Uh, survive Cleveland. You may yeah. have escaped from New York, yeah. but this is LA, Vato. <laughs> yeah. And Let's... it's fun. Oh, we're we're rubber banding right now. It's a great <laughs> movie. Great, great line. We rubber banded the <laughs> whole time on my guys. end, uh, but I'm sorry. I, <laughs> no, I know what I know what he's saying. It's a it's yeah. a great line, and I love the fact that he says he basically says what John Carpenter wanted to say, which is we did that thing before and here we are with this stupid shit because <laughs> then it cuts to la the hollywood sign on fire <laughs> like that's well, it's, yeah it's, it's like it's almost that, yeah. like he's doing this to one-up it it's one-up but yeah, yeah of, it, like, of himself okay. which is the greatest yeah. and this didn't this come out like after the michael bay's explosion mania because uh, the rock came before this right i remember no that same year the rock no, same, same here, year, 96. 95 Ooh. was Michael Bay's Bad Boys, and then it was this, and uh, yeah. Rock came out the same year. The Rock is the only Michael Bay movie I like. Um, yeah. And you try rewatching that, you want to talk about awful. Oh, but I, I love that one. I, I love <laughs> Bad, I love <laughs> bad Boys. The Rock does nothing for me. <laughs> yeah. it the Action yeah. movies are always like that, where you either love it or you're like, eh, no. That's why I'm surprised that you like this so much because this is just like a- a- action movie jizz like everywhere in this movie. If like, it didn't it's come not out that action packed either. No, if it didn't come out when I was 12, I pr- I have different feelings. But it came out at that okay. age where you're like just getting into like the movies that are on HBO stuff like that. Like those movies that they had on replay see, all I mean, the I'm, time. I'm older. I'm like I was like 21, 22 when this came yeah. out. So So yeah. that's the reason I love Bad Boys. The HBO just played it all the fucking time and I, I love that movie and this movie was right along with that. Just just watch Bad it. Boys is a fun movie. Yeah. Johnny Mnemonic was another one. That one's terrible though. But that was the third episode we did of LIW. Yeah, Johnny Mnemonic. Now that's a bad movie. It was a dolphin. So the, what we did for the original shows was I came up with a Jones every single time. So the first episode was Face Off. I came up with Tongue, tongue Sucker Jones, the girl that sucks Cage's uh, peach tongue. And then oh. in this one, there was just a character named Jones. So it was Cuervo Jones. And uh, the third episode was Johnny Mnemonic, and it was there's a dolphin, so I named him Dolphin Jones. And then it just <laughs> went from there. It <laughs> just kept going. I haven't done it in a while, but. Clever. Yeah. But yeah, that's uh, I love this movie. I gave it a seven. I, I really do enjoy this movie. It's it doesn't deserve the seven, but I personally give it the seven. Dick, oh, I give it, I give it an eight. Wow, it deserves that eight. <laughs> no, it doesn't. 
it's yes, a, it does. It's a bad movie I love. <laughs> it's bad. This is L.A., Vato. <laughs> Everyone's terrible This movie in it. deserves an eight. Peter Fonda is so fucking pointless in this movie. Oh, absolutely. You gotta surf away, bro. Just Peter Fonda. Just for the yeah. fuck of Peter Fonda. Uh, Adam. What movie he was in. Out of ten. Uh, yeah, six out of ten. Uh, I, I, the things that save it for me <clears throat> is uh, uh, Cliff Robertson, all right, is yeah. the deranged president. Uh, Kurt Russell looks great. I, I love the, the tech that he has. His outfit's awesome in this one. He's got this leather overcoat that's pretty badass um you know he's he's great in the part i enjoyed seeing him back in this he's having a good time with it i like the humor and shit but there's this whole rest of the movie that just fucking puts me to sleep i'm sorry it's it's not one of my favorite uh you know carpenter movies so i think six is about all i can do if i if i had graded this in 1997 when this came or whenever the fuck this came out 96 90 it's on the bottom of the screen for an hour I'd have told you it was like an eight or a nine, but now I'm I, I rewatch. I'm like I think six is all I can uh, go. I was at six or five, six, seven. I, like the more I watch it, the more I love it. It's bad. 1996 in the parentheses. <clears throat> yeah. 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 But it, also, th- this is such a, a fucking 90s time capsule of a movie. Absolutely. Too, There's Absolutely. so much 90s jizz all over this fucking movie. It's ridiculous. They were so proud of this. Steve Buscemi. That they... Uh, the fucking soundtrack, the fucking marketing. This is such a marketing movie. The poster man, has right? the surfing on it. In the fire. Yeah. This He's was one of... In the fire. This was one of the, the Blu-rays I had... Or, sorry, uh, Laserdiscs I had, Dick. That was hard to get rid of because it was just an expanded version of this cover. It was this oh, it's great, yeah, it's expanded. Great. Just so frame it, it had, and put it on the wall. I, I don't have it anymore. I get, I got rid no, of it. No, yeah, I had to. But so you didn't no. love it that much. No. I had to get rid of it's. I kept uh, five, I think. So yeah, yeah well, laser discs are a horrible format. A couple John Frankenheimer movies, and then yeah, uh, Oxbow, in, the Oxbow incident. Yeah. <sighs> Frankenheimer. Sorry. Frankenheimer's the one. King of the world. The holy temple. Frankenheimer, baby. Yeah. 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 Okay, here's a quick question. Lee Van Cleef versus Stacey Keach. Lee Van Cleef. Lee Van Van Keech, I'll say. Um, (laughs) Ernest Borgnine versus Steve Buscemi. Ernest Borgnine. Steve Buscemi. Borgnine. <laughs> we don't like that. Um, I like uh, Steve Buscemi. Yeah. What's her fucking name versus what's her fucking name? The female role. With the uh, titty, with the who had better titties? Uh, Clearly it's the first one, but her face is hot garbage. Nah, she's cute. In the first movie? Uh, yeah, no, she's cute. She looks like a dude. Pam Greer was disrespected in this fucking movie. Yes. But there's a lot of comparisons. That's what I'm getting at. Is They replaced yeah. the cabbie with the Hollywood star, Map of the Stars Eddie. They, they just replaced agent. There, yeah. there is, there is a, a, a literal blueprint of beats that they hit in this fucking movie. And they hit every It's not just movie. the it's beats, like, is my point. They're going beyond the beats. They're going to the characters. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fucking remake. Uh, it's, it's a like, remake. So we need this fucking guy. We need the ponytail guy. Let's see. We need a guy that drives a weird looking car. So let's have th- th- this this fucking guy. There's no and chandeliers. There has to be somebody that he bumps into that he knows from the outside world. So They replace yeah, that, that. That's the problem, too, with all these assholes that talk about movies. 
If the movie was different, we bitch about how different it was. If the movie's yeah. the same, we bitch about how the same it is. I, it it's funny that you mentioned that, Dick. Because anyway. a perfect example of that is I just got done watching a review. There's a guy on YouTube called The Critical Drinker. You probably yeah. heard of him. Okay? And he was talking about the Chronicles of Riddick. Okay? Yeah. Um, speaking of guilty pleasures. Yeah. Okay? But he was talking about how that sequel is such a massive fucking departure from pitch black you know pitch black was like a sleeper hit and it was it was like an independent film that just fucking blew up let's do it again let's throw a bigger budget at it so what do they do instead of making they could have made pitch black again or they could have made a fucking heist movie with fucking riddick in it let's make a space opera and put fucking vin diesel as the center of our space opera yeah. it's so weird that everybody fucking hated it so yeah. they tried well, to do something completely different and it bombed so yeah. What do you do? Well, and I think I think Carpenter, when he made this, knew that he was fucked no matter what he did. So he's like, yeah, fine, yeah. I'll give these fuckers whatever they want. We'll do literally all the same shit, and I'm going to have as much fun yes. at Hollywood's expense as I possibly can with this. But, but Adam, you're forgetting hold on. one important element. Hold on. Adam just described exactly Gremlins 2. Yeah. <laughs> You did. Yep. That's why I say it's Gremlins yep. 2, just John Carpenter's version of it, that. Sorry, Dick. It's go ahead. Carpenter's version of Gremlins yes. 2. Well, yeah. No, I was going to say, the one most important part of Chronicles of Riddick and why it was a failure, uh, Vin Diesel. Vin fucking Diesel. Vin yeah. Diesel they, they, is At the shit. time, they were thinking Vin Diesel was going to be the next Arnold Schwarzenegger, and no. they realized that that was a mistake very early on. Because not, one, not of them men, one of those men is charming. And he can make yes. he can make an alien in the fucking jungle a it's, reasonable threat, and and Vin it's, Diesel. It's what you call charisma, which car- carried him throughout his entire fucking career. I just watched uh, Rocky Balboa this that. morning too. I watched Rocky Balboa, and I go, "Fucking, he can Stallone still, can still do it." And then you think of Vin Diesel, and you're like, "Oh, even in his prime, he couldn't do it." No, could not. Vin do Diesel it. is 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 not really an actor. He's just an image that he yeah. portrays, and it's always the same thing. It's the guy with the fucking shades. Well, what cracks me up in a really deep voice. What cracks me up about Vin Diesel is that for years he First was he like took the job. Well, here's the thing. He, fucking it's all, insulting. It's all about family. Um, Corona it's about family. He was all against Fast and the Furious. Like, completely against it because he was doing Riddick. <laughs> then everything he does fails. Every movie he makes is a So what's bomb. he do? Literally every Goes Fast and the Furious the movie there comes Because that's it's literally all he had. had left for him. Well, he, I, I, so much so that the only reason Riddick exists is because he told Universal, I will not do Fast and Furious 7 unless I can do Riddick 3, and you give me the rights <laughs> to Riddick. And they said, okay, fine, here, have your Riddick. Well, you know he's and a great guy it. when they make a spinoff and, and actively do not want you. Yes. Yeah. They went, go yeah. fuck that fuck that guy. He's not a part of this. So much... That that is that is a big middle finger to him, and, and exclusively to him. They would have accepted anyone from that franchise but him. And Paul Walker died just to get away from him. <laughs> he had to get out somehow. <laughs> oh no! I don't. Uh, I don't blame him. I would have too. No. Now Vin Diesel sucks. He's terrible. 
Oh, let's, I let's do pull like up that. Soundtrack. I do like Riddick though. I will. I, I I enjoyed Riddick. I think the last Riddick movie I did like. It's a fun movie. Katie Sackhoff is in it. She's cute. Yeah, you get to see. Yeah. You get to see side. I, I love all three of them. I really do. I, I. That's the only thing I like. Vin Diesel in is that ridiculous fucking role that he plays. I need to rewatch the second one. I want to see the director's cut. It's, I've never seen it. Yeah, it's it's it, the director's cut is even worse. Oh, <laughs> but I can't imagine. It's no. so bad. It's funny though. It's yeah, just I'll, fucking I'll hilarious. It. That world is so ridiculous that I enjoy it. I do. Um, okay, so here's this. Here's the fucking song list. I'm gonna share this here. Let's, let's take a trip on our fucking 90s Wayback Machine here. <coughs> take you back to 1996. Clutch. I'm going to go to the bathroom real quick. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah. Stabbing. Here's here's the, the list like of fucking uh, phony baloney Nine Inch Nail knockoff bands. You got Gravity Kills, uh, Stabbing Westward, Clutch. Now, oh, Phoenix's you... favorite band is on here too at the very end. Oh god! <laughs> now, would you say? I mean, uh, what's the more iconic soundtrack? The Crow. Oh, for the Crow for the sure. Crow for I mean, sure. Yeah. yeah, I would the say Crow that's... is fucking incredible. And my second favorite soundtrack to the Crow from the '90s is the Demonite soundtrack. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. There's so much awesomeness on that fucking soundtrack. I can't even yep. stand it. But you know what? I I I'm, I wanted to talk about this while he was away because the '90s was a period of time where you would use a movie to sell a CD. Oh, absolutely, yeah. You would manufacture these fucking soundtracks out of nowhere, and then shove the songs into the movie to get people to go out and buy the CD. Well, and for me, it worked for a while because there was a lot of soundtracks that I bought in the '90s. I don't do that so much anymore because a lot of the soundtracks for these movies are just kind of eh. They're just using old classic rock songs that you can get anywhere else. Well, now that's so, the problem. Yeah, it's all covers, and it's it's just because music you know, sucks. It's like everybody music has Spotify terrible. now, so why would you? Why even fucking bother? I can make sure. the the Guardians of the Galaxy playlist in three thirty seconds. You yeah, know I mean, I have all yeah. those songs somewhere else. You know, yep. so. But at the time, you would have these. The, these were like new songs that they would make for a movie, and and I think part of the the charm of the crow is the fucking soundtrack. I mean, oh, absolutely, yeah. A lot of hot bands on their time, and even the not so hot bands had good songs on that fucking soundtrack. This yeah. is up there with. I would rank this up there with the with the good soundtracks of the nineties. And somehow oh, Jansen yeah. hates that hates the crow. He his mind. That's why he got kicked off the show. I mean, left the show. Sorry. He he was free tonight, and I was like, I'm not gonna invite him. You don't like the crow, man. Sorry. I was just mentioning that your favorite bands on this uh, on this uh, CD. Can you find them? I can't see it. It's Phoenix? too small. Oh, let me see if I can zoom in on air. Uh, 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 That's why you got you got Jansen on the show. You go. I have 34 hours of pain just for you. I, I like, want you to have it. I like Tool. I like Stabbing Westward. Five songs of them. Bullhole Surfers. I know one song. <laughs> they only ever did. Pop. They only ever did. Uh, five good songs. Stabbing yeah. Too bad Butthole Surfers wasn't on here. They are. Number three. Number oh, five. I'm sorry. Number I'm, five. I, I can't read. Sure, I'm Ray. I was making that up. Oh my God, they One of my favorite there. bands, Local H, uh, last time I saw them, they opened up for the Toadies, number four there. And oh, my God. The Toadies, were, everyone's like, oh, let's leave. Let's see. They had Possum Kingdom, that really good song. And then, Behind do you want to Yeah, that song. Yeah. I always say that's the worst song you could whisper into a woman's ear. 
Yeah. Well, it's about a serial killer. Do 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 you want to die? I promise you, my sweet angel. So help me. Almost as bad as got you where I want you. Tori Amos. Oh God. Orange nine millimeter. I remember that band. Orange, Orange 9 Millimeter, that was one of those no- Nine Inch Nails knockoff bands like Stabbing Westward. I don't know who the same shit. fuck they are. Deftones, I can't fucking stand. Ministry, well, no thank you. that's your favorite band. Yeah. Sex yeah. Pod, uh, that sounds fun. Uh, Gravity Kills, I don't know who they are. Sugar Ray, Sugar why the fuck Ray? are they there? <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of shocked by that. White Zombie. Uh, gra- Gravity Kills is so Nine Inch Nails that Clutch. even a Nine Inch Nails can't fucking stand them. It, it, it's they were they were they were a one album one hit wonder band. They they they're like the tail spawn of Nine Inch Nails and Filter. It's the same shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Filter was fun when they did their Hey Man Nice Shot, and then they did Photograph yep. and ruined all that goodwill they built up. Yep. Do you want to take my picture? Cause I well, and the first song was hey, like screaming, and you're like, well, we like Hey Man, Nice Shot because that opening fucking bass line is iconic in every scene they ever use it. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, it's fucking iconic. Yeah, and that feedback guitar just kind of easily rolling in there. Got a new his his whispering yep. dial his whispering lines at the beginning and he starts to get louder and louder. I wish I would have met you. He he stole I'm that from so fucking Trent Reznor. He started invented that shit. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. Escape from New- Escape from L.A. I'm glad we're done with these movies. We can move on. Uh, next week, I already spoiled it a couple weeks ago, and on the the website lawcs.com. Village of the Dam with Christopher Reeves and a bunch of blonde haired children and a brick wall. Spoiler. Um, from 1995, the year before this. This is the movie he did right before this movie. And we're going to discuss... I, I kind of That's kind of our theme, is choosing a movie, then choosing the one right before it. We did that a few weeks yeah. ago. But uh, yeah, A Village of the Damned. Um, I haven't seen it since I was a kid. I'm looking forward Bomb to it. I haven't seen wall. it since, since I was in my 20s, so it, it'll be fun for me, too. Yeah. Think about a brick wall so the kill shit read your brain. Yeah, I'm blowing them up. I'm thinking of a brick wall. Spoiler. Yeah, Christopher. You want to yeah, see my wife zombie. naked? Yeah. Mark Hamill's a priest. Yeah, <laughs> lyrics. Yeah, insert lyric here. Deep dark lyrics. Oh yeah, oh, metal, metal, metal. Devil. Yeah, I can't remember my songs. <laughs> you want to fuck my wife? If really not, I'm gonna show you naked. Yeah. One of you many directors. See my wife's butt. I'll show her ass again. I love. Has that. she ever not been nude in one of his movies? Here's her she actual her asshole. Butt. Yeah. Yeah. It shows her butt. So, uh, yeah. Was she was she naked in uh, Halloween too? I think so. <laughs> she was dead in the first show one. Her so ass. bad. That movie is so fucking ass. insanely bad. Halloween oh. is watchable. I think it's bad, but Halloween two was just <sighs> awful. I think I like Halloween 2 more. It's un- unwatchable. <laughs> it's so bad. Because I'm so controversial. Bad. Here's the thing. Okay, here's, here's a good question, Dick. Halloween 2 from Rob Zombie or Halloween Resurrection, the one with fucking Buster Ryan? Resurrection. I haven't mm-hmm. seen Resurrection. I have not oh seen it. Oh, my God. It okay. was yeah, the first tree. movie yeah. we watched. Me and my girlfriend watched all the way through together. Wow. <laughs> she came over and just turned it on, and that's what we watched. I'm like, all right, I can deal with this. 
<laughs> like there was no there was no like messing around in the middle of it because no I would I would be like not watching that movie at all. No, no, we were serious. Uh, wow, Katie Sackhoff is in that movie, and I don't care. It's, wow, I, unfortunately, I own it because it's part of a collection of movies that I bought. But, See, I'm uh, awful. If I if I if I have a girlfriend and we try to watch a movie, we get 20 minutes into it, and that's it. You're just you're, you're a sexual charisma predator. machine and. <laughs> And I'm a sexual tyrannosaur. I'm a I'm a psychosexual predator, but I, <laughs> even I can respect Busta Rhymes. Nope. I liked Busta Rhymes better in the Shaft remake. Okay, here. Yeah, well, he gets so, he gets put uh, in a chair and beat to death, pretty much. That's all he. That's all that happens to him. It's it's lovely. John Shaft. Yeah. John Shaft. You know what I love is um. Ben The '90s movies where they had their horror sequel set in either space or the internet. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, thank Look you, Adam. That. Yeah, Look fucking that. up a shit Holy there. shit. Look what, at that. How many you know, are on there? The worst, what's, what's the this is the worst collection lift, of movies Lift ever. it up There's a bit. There's two good movies in here. Lift it up. Uh-oh. Lift it up. Uh, there you go. Um, Halloween. What's the last one? On there? Oh, both Rob Zombies. Nice. Is it really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and it, it ends with the, the two Rob Zombie movies. That's a, wow. That's a... Big punch in the balls as and you're about to come. Here's here's a confession. I had not seen the Rob Zombie sequel until I bought this set, and I'm like, oh, "What the okay. fuck did I just yeah. watch?" It's nonsense. It oh make it God. makes this no whole, sense. This whole series is fucking nonsense. It's yes. fucking ridiculous. It's terrible. I watched the like I said earlier. I'm watching the the Nightmare on Elm Street sequels with her, and we're watching them going. These are terrible. Yeah, but bad. at least they're not as bad as the Halloween sequels because they are fucking all over the place. They're nonsense. Not as bad as Puppet The problem Master. with this series is they'll roll out like four or five of them that are just bad, and then all of a sudden they'll get death. They'll make one that's that's good and people like it, and then they have to make four or five more bad ones after that. Because I'm, I'm so. telling you, if you're watching the Friday th- or those Nightmare on Elm Street movies, you got to watch that documentary. You have to. We'll get to that next. I do. It's I great. Want to see that we're watching. Documentary is great. It's right, great. Right now, we're watching a uh, new nightmare on her breaks at work. Oh, that's a great one. I love it. it it's ninety four, yeah. but it doesn't look dated, which is weird because no, I think New Nightmare is actually Wes Craven's masterpiece. Yeah, it's it's his best movie other than Scream. I think Scream's better. Yeah, but yeah, it's fucking great so far. I love it. it yeah, it looks. I love that movie. It's not yeah. dated like like think of like a blown up blown up part or whatever that movie's called with. From '94 with a uh, uh, the dude oh, Jeff, Bridges Jeff Bridges and uh, yeah, Tommy yeah, Lee Jones. Yeah, yeah. That I think it's the same year. It looks dated as fuck. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But, but New Nightmare looks looks nowadays. Phoenix, you're, you're going through the same thing right now that I did a couple of years ago. I, I did this like I want to say 20, 2016, 2017, where I just went back and rewatched all those old horror movies to see which of them hold up. So see, I got all the fucking I got only the eight pack. I don't have. There's no Freddy versus Jason on here. Or Jason and there's X. No Jason X. Wow. Yeah, this just this just goes up. This is just one through eight. You don't have the softcore so, porno that is uh, Jason X. Weird. <laughs> I I wish I did. I've seen it. It's fucking wonderful. No, but, uh, I, I don't have that one. We yeah. did that one early on too. Oh. It's it's unwatchable. And then here's the uh, th- this. I think this is the one that, as far as series of movies go, I think this one holds up best. Yeah, out of it, the three. it's the best, but so. they're still terrible movies. But there's a couple of bad ones. Yeah, uh, I think there's, there's a couple I of good ones. This, but I saw the the Dream Master for 
Three. It's either the dream. Three. No, it's the dream child. I saw the dream four. child in a theater. That's four. Yeah. I fucking hated it so bad. Dream child's one of the worst ones. It's unwatchable. Uh, oh, yeah, terrible. It's bad. Roseanne. Yeah, they're all bad. Whichever the one where he did no. the Nintendo thing, uh, that, that's the one. No, no, that's that's Freddy's dead. That's Freddy's dead. Freddy's dead. Yeah, it's three. That's, okay. that's the one, that's the one that I saw in the That has yeah, Roseanne and Tom Arnold in it. Yeah, it's true. <clears throat> but yeah, I'm, I'm with you guys. The the first one's wonderful. Dream Warriors is wonderful, and then Wes Craven's New Nightmare definitely. Yeah. Those I, are good. I like Jason <laughs> versus Freddy versus most of the sequels. They're that oh, bad. I think it's good. I was Freddy surprised versus, how good that was. Freddy versus Jason is the greatest horror movie ever made. That was, out of all of these, they're hilarious. It's hilarious. I, I love that. Out movie. of all of these, there's one good one. There's one good movie in this whole fucking bullshit piece of shit set. Freddy right? versus it, Jason. Nope it's uh, it's part six. Jason lives. I love. Oh that right, movie. yeah, yeah. That was supposed to be good. Yeah. That one is fun. Because uh, yeah. they were not taking it seriously, it was tongue-in-cheek humor, and it worked for that series. Uh, and then they uh, they immediately abandoned that and went back to being serious again. I just, I just love the fun. fact that Freddy versus Jason had like a ten-year development hell process before it ever got made, and like they had so many scripts written by so many writers, and like if you can find all the scripts, they're all out there, and they're you know all my problem with with insanely different. Is that these are insanely boring? Yeah, it's the same movie. It's the same shit over and over and over again. Anytime someone tells me with a straight face, Jason Voorhees is the greatest monster villain of all time, I want to punch them in their fucking Stacy Keach balls. But at the same time, I miss that we lived in, in an era where Brian these Dennehy kind balls. of movies would, would, would I, I be made. They would make these movies constantly, <laughs> and they would all make money, even though they were terrible. I miss that I live in those. That I used to live in that era. I miss that. Well, that's we the thing. That yeah. No. Well, well, they do. It's called Blumhouse. Yeah. The Blum, so, exactly. It, Blumhouse does it now, so that's the thing. Yeah. And the problem with Blumhouse is they have streaming, so if they have a shit movie. They can't go in theaters. They'll just dump it on stream. Yeah. The problem with Blumhouse is it has the same curse that Halloween has, where they'll have one good movie out of ten. Yeah. And based on that one good movie, they'll make twenty more fucking bad movies. Well, sure, yeah. Yeah. The Purge made money. People liked it. We're the Purge factory now. Oh, Get Out made money. Now we're the Get Out factory. And then it's like, throw that in. And they always do that, too. They always say, from the makers of Purge and Get Out comes this Fantasy Island. Comes, uh... Nope. Whoever the fuck garbage they make that year. Uh, Truth or Dare. Blumhouse's Truth or Dare. Oh, my God. Oh, I did watch, watch uh, Happy the Boy, too. Uh, happy, happy Death Day I liked. I oh, thought that was a, enjoyable. It's awesome. It's a, happy Death Day was good. Even the second one's fun. Good. I, I didn't see the second one. one. Second yeah, one's good. No. Second one's not as good as the first one, but it's still, still good. Yeah, that was a surprise one. That was like, and oh, wow. Well, also, good. we live in a world where uh, the fucking Black Christmas remake that we saw recently is a Blumhouse movie. Yeah, that's for sure, yeah. Well, I take it back. That is actually a movie I did watch with a girlfriend. Was you, Happy you went Death to see Day. that with a girl? Oh, Happy Dog. Oh, and I watched all the way through. You, if you saw Black <laughs> Christmas with a girlfriend, the relationship would have ended. How do you get your dick in her in, in that movie? You scum. <laughs> <laughs> you black yeah, right. glue goose scum. 
up on the housetop. Racists suck. Rapists suck, or whatever the fuck I was ever saying. I just, uh, yeah, it was bad. They no, I, to, I feel like us. I have to see it. I have to see it just because of how bad you say it I, is. I'm gonna tell you that once you see that, you can't come back from it. It's kind of like really, when you uh, first the when you first saw what's that fucking uh, Cannibal Holocaust for the first time. Once you see that, you can't come back from it. It's, yeah. A part of you dies inside, and you're once you come to that movie, it's just different, you know. Yeah, I hear you. Actually, you know what? I thought that movie was going to be good because I liked that that icicle fucking sequence in the the beginning. I'm like, well, maybe this will be all right. And then, like ten twenty minutes in, I wanted to get up and leave the theater. That, that's I, I had all I could take, and I forced myself to stay and watch that movie so that I could review it like a critic. Why are your theaters hard, open? A hard thing to do. No, this this was uh, Black Christmas uh, came out in 2019. Oh yeah, yeah, that was a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah. that's right. And in 20, oh. I had I still have the movie pass. They haven't charged me for it in a while, but the AMC movie pass. I would see every movie that come out on the weekend, so that I had content for my YouTube channel. I was doing pretty good with that, and I would see anything that I could, no matter how bad it was. I would yeah. just force myself to watch these movies. I saw the fucking Playmobil movie. I saw. Oh. I saw Doolittle. Uh, I oh. saw Black Christmas. I sat through some fucking bad movies, son. Man. Really bad movies. <laughs> no, thank you. All right, guys, let's get out of here. Um, yes, sir. We gotta escape from the podcast. Next week, <laughs> Village <laughs> of the Damned. Liw Studios for me. What are we? Liw Anthology Pod for this show and Liw Twilight or the TZ Review on Twitter for this. Loitering Wonderland on YouTube. Dick. D- ditto. Adam. What he ditto. said. Ditto. No. <laughs> Raiders <of Lost laughs> for me. Uh, that's where I review movies, sci-fi, TV shows, and uh, sometimes instructional videos as well. All right. Um, <laughs> Shake hands with danger. Let's get out of here. Uh, until next time, in the meantime, I'm Phoenix West. Adam Wilcox. So long, Snake Pliskin. That's our last time. Not with Kurt Russell, just Snake. We're done with him. Yes. We're done with Snake. No more snakes. We do have I don't some know Kurt- any snakes. We have a couple Kurt Russell movies left, but we'll do the damn next. Fuck you two. Snakes? I don't know any snakes. Fuck Bono. His tattoo changed in this movie. That's all I want to say. It wasn't as aggressive. It wasn't filled in. Oh, yeah, it was. That's right. I forgot. It looked like it like thinned out a little bit. It was just the outline. It was the outline. Half a second just to remind you that it exists. Yeah. yeah. All right. So long. <laughs>